Hey, Pool Chasers. We just want to take a quick second and thank all of our listeners, guests, sponsors, and Patreon supporters for another great year. Without all of you, this would not be possible, so thank you for all of your continued support. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Welcome to your go-to podcast for the pool and spa industry. My name is Tyler Rasmussen. And my name is Greg Diafania. And this is the Pool Chasers Podcast. 183. If you don't love yourself, you're always going to be that same old miserable person. And I had to find love for myself so I can stop being in the, in the same rut. So I could be you know, a better person and, and be better at business and, and make more money doing this and learn this and that. So... You know, if anybody's out there listening, it's like, look, once you find love for yourself, the game changes. Your whole outlook on life changes. So if you just stay nothing but positive stuff, everything just starts to change from there. You know, I used to think like these positive guys were like nerdy little dudes, you know, but no, it's, it's the way to go. One, 86. We want beautiful and the form matters, but it has to have function. It has to be able to create a place for us to swim, to engage, to connect, to actually enjoy and cool off from the summer heat and humidity that, that Luke's already talked about. So those two things go hand in hand. One, 88. No doubt, the more data you accrue as a company, the more valuable your company is going to be um, because there's actually hard metrics to judge it on. Um, it's not just taking somebody's word that this is how it's always been and this is how it's always going to be. Um, so hard facts add dollar signs. Um, and, and that of course is especially true on the financials, right? Like at this point there are acquirers out there and you know, this is a, a legitimate option. It's not, well, maybe someday there'll be somebody that wants to buy this thing. Um, I'd, I'd recommend everybody start focusing on their books in a way they haven't before. One ninety. It's like, oh, what should we do then? It's like, do like TikTok and all this and that. I was like, yeah, all right then. It's like, I was like, what do you want to do? And he's like, oh, I'm going to put the ramp next to the pool and I'm going to come down from the garden and do a front flip into the pool. I'm like really you want to get in this, you want to jump in this pool he's like yeah he just whipped his shirt off got his bike and uh, i was like whatever i just started recording and he come down his garden uh, went up the ramp nice nice front flip landed uh in the shallow end but yeah pretty cool then i cleaned up the pool uh got it all nice and blue again and then he done it again into the nice clean pool so that was my favorite one that was nice. pretty enjoyable One ninety two. So going back to the basic, you mentioned Dave Ramsey at the beginning, love him or hate him, his concept is smart because people can't handle debt. They can't handle credit card debt. They can't handle car payment debt. It gets out of control for a lot of people. I have neighbors that have 20000 in credit card debt, two brand new cars in their driveway. That's not a recipe for success in investing for your future. So stay out of debt. Stay out of consumer debt. If you have credit cards, pay them off every month. One ninety four. There's many different manufacturers, and we aim to support as many of them as we can. In fact, we we constantly have pool pros coming to us saying, "Hey, I've got this thing. Do you already support it?" And if the answer is no, you know, typically only takes us a week or two to add support for some new piece of equipment for a new sensor that we haven't had um, experience before. And our lab is full of very odd, interesting things because of that. But it does give us that ability to. Let folks actually do the thing they want. One ninety six. One of the things we decided is, well, look, we need to dare to lead in pricing. I cannot start looking at people and try to just 
look at the market and see what the market will accept. I have to be honest and say, this is what the market needs to be at for there to be a market. And if we don't do this, there won't be a market. So let's get there first and let's show people direction we're going very clearly. Mm-hmm. And those that can see that and have the managerial courage to do it could follow and have a little bit of an umbrella and then find this new place where value is fair for our customers and fair for the businesses. One ninety-eight. It's the natural evolution of style, in my opinion. Our signature shades has become more mainstream. You know, I think as things become mainstream, there's always an audience out there that wants the next best thing. And I think that on top of the fact that we learned so much over the last 10 years with our signature shades, how do we do all the things that we have thought of over the last 10 years, all those things we wrote down that we said, when we make the next version, how do we make this better? Right. That's that true desire to always innovate. One ninety-nine. It's all about increasing profit at the end of the day. That's what everybody wants to do. That's why we're all in business, right? Uh, so, you know, maybe you use skimmer and riptide or you use skimmer and piranha or you use primate and piranha. As, as you stack more and more of these products into your arsenal of tools, your productivity is going to be increased and therefore your profitability is also going to be increased. And that's what I think is really cool about the tools of Modern Pool Professionals. These are tools that will help you scale your business. 201. We spent the last three years developing this product and we've spent a lot of resources to do that. But we just didn't want to get to the market and say, hey, here's a really new, great in-floor cleaning system. We really wanted our entire uh, process, the entire experience for our builders to be um, something unique and different. And so we didn't stop with just a disruptive, innovative system. We wanted our entire delivery method to be optimally suited to how a contractor builds. 203. Think about this, you or someone on your team, whenever you do get that application or wherever you're getting it from, what are the next steps that you have to take? You got to work the lead, right? You got to call them. You got to text them. You have to email them. You got to get, you know, get the information. You got to qualify them. And then you have to invite them to interview. And what we do is we put everyone into a nurture sequence. We're not just getting one email or one text message. They're getting an email and a text message every day, taking them to the next step, every step of the way. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we round out the rest of our 2022 highlight clips. This episode is brought to you by Leslie's. Leslie's continues to deliver for pool trade professionals by providing benefits no one else can offer. The Leslie's Pro Partner Program can help you grow your business through referrals while also providing their most exclusive pricing and best-in-class warranties on equipment. The Leslie's Pro Partner Program is for pros looking to build a true partnership with their supplier. Stop by your local Leslie's to learn how you can become a pro partner today or check out episodes 151 and 165 of the podcast for more details. This episode is also brought to you by Primate Pool Tools. Cut through the water with ease with an ultra-strong and super-lightweight carbon fiber pole. Primate poles are available in multiple models with length options for every level of service, whether you work on spas or Olympic-sized swimming pools. Their strength makes them ideal for heavy vacuums like Riptide, and their ultralight weight makes cleaning any pool easier. All Primate poles are handmade in the USA, come with a commercial warranty, and are even available in custom print. For more info, click the link below or go to primatepooltools.net. You can also use our special promo code POOLTRACERS2022 for $20 off. 
And to learn more about the guys behind Primate Pool Tools, check out episodes 104 and 199. This episode of the Pool Chasers podcast is also brought to you by The Attendant. The Attendant, powered by Poolside Tech, is the latest in pool automation. Their system offers innovative features and applied intelligence to help it think and communicate with both pool pros as well as the homeowner. It offers features such as syncing your DMX lights to Spotify, built-in water leveling, dirty filter detection, and my favorite, Airbnb mode, which allows a pool owner to grant access to users with restrictions to specific pool features or defining set points for heating events. User access can also expire at a specific time. Best of all, the attendant is vendor agnostic, so it's compatible with the equipment from existing manufacturers on the market today. Learn more at poolside.tech or check out episode 194 of the podcast. 204. When you talk about the turbidity test that he spoke of, of passing in one turn relative to the five that they allow you, and then also our basic hydraulics, we're outperforming on basic hydraulics, and we're also outperforming on the cleanability side, right? Why should we have to move water through a unit five times to clean it? Should do it once. We're moving water through a filter to clean it. And that's what we've achieved with this cartridge filter. 207. It just all comes down to value, valuing yourself, knowing what you're worth, knowing what you have to offer people, going out there and getting that, giving the most value you can possibly do. And anybody who's not listening to this and is not doing these types of things with their businesses and they're doing mediocre, well, then that's your competition. So all you got to do is listen to the customer. They'll tell you you know, what their pain points are and what they're not getting. There's your gap. Come in, deliver that service, and charge for it. 209. I think human beings, we evolved to go create and to build things. And what is more satisfying and attractive than quite literally shaping the earth, however you need to shape it, and and manipulating the earth to extract uh, resources like gold and copper and silver out of the ground or whatever it is. That's just cool, man. We didn't evolve in a digital world. We evolved in a world in which we touched things, we made things, we can see everything. And so having a job or being in a world in which you go work hard and then you can look and say, my hard work just created that is so in line with human nature and so attractive to the human mind. And that's why I'm so optimistic about, yeah, I think we can solve this workforce problem because I think blue collar work, working with your hands, is just really aligned with human nature. I think tech, yeah, it's attractive. Finance, yeah, it's attractive. But I don't think it's fundamentally aligned with human nature. To 11. I was a pretty shy kid in high school, and it basically broke me right out of my shell and forced me to talk to people, put me in uncomfortable situations and stuff that I would never have thought I'd have to deal with. But issues come up, you have to deal with them. So honestly, that experience really kind of brought me to where I am today. Basically, just everything with the retail background, learning and you know, all the chemicals and all the trainings, it, it pretty much set me up for where I'm at now and got me into service and stuff like that. 213. I think it's it's kind of a universal theme. And, and so you have to kind of put head down and say, well, look, the next X month, number of months, maybe even years, it's not going to be profitable. But once I get this kind of ramped and scaled, then we're going to get back on that curve. And and I think every business kind of goes to those inflection points. And, and honestly, that's, that's where some businesses just like, I'm just going to keep it a lifestyle business or I'm going to sell it as is because I don't want to put in the work or the effort or make the investment to really grow. But it's going to be required if you really want to hit that next plateau. 215. Whether you're a small business or a large business, 
uh, I think, you know, like you just mentioned, I've got 80 customers. I want to get to 100. Well, what's that going to do for my expenses? I have an idea of how much more revenue I can get sure. right, by what I charge, but what am I making in terms of a net profit perspective? And uh, I think when you have a goal that you're trying to accomplish as a business that you're trying to drive towards or obtain, when you have somebody like Leslie's that can help you along that way or help guide in that perspective to ask some of those questions or to be able to provide some of that information, that's going to allow you to feel more comfortable about obtaining that, right? And uh, sometimes we put out big goals and we go, well, now how do we get there? Well, this is how we can get there. 216. At that point, I still didn't know I could design. So I went with him to a meeting and he looked at my doodles and renders. He was like, oh, wow, you're actually a pretty good designer. That was the first time I ever heard that. And I was really surprised. That kind of changed the thinking of how I thought of my company. You know, that was one of the first time I was paid to do a design. A couple months after that, I gave it more thought. I started my own design firm. 218. We're a vertically integrated company. So we conceive it, design it, build the tools. We do the injection molding. That gives us a level of knowledge on how you can and can't do within tooling to really optimize. So that's where the engineering team listens to, you know, us on the science side and then the marketing and what are the customers. And that really was a big part part of the design process on here before we ever had anything we could put on a on a bench. And so that gives us a control point to really make it difference. And and when you do a good job on something, I think, you know, you look at the classics of Apple and their iPhones. The, at the surface it looks really simple and clean, but inside the performance it doesn't look that different, but there's a lot of work that goes into there. 219. I think that people will leave saying that they met a lot of interesting quality people and they learned some things that they are going to try to implement in their businesses. That's what that's what has been in our mind since the beginning and that is what we're going to if we're successful it'll be because we achieved that. 222 what have I learned? I didn't see it. When we were here last time, I thought podcasts were cool. I thought it was a unique way of communicating with people. It's a cool concept. You can download it and listen to it on a plane. I did not see how it would apply to our business. My job is to grow the business in whatever that may take, whether it's more blogs, a help center, an app, a podcast, videos, whatever it is. I completely underestimated what a podcast could do. This is a direct way to teach. And I did not appreciate that. And you told me that. I just, I was like, oh, it sounds cool. And then one customer called me and said, wow, I love the podcast. 223. For our contractor clients, we basically take our logo off of the plans, off of the design. We put their logo and name on it. So it looks like it's coming from them, which just, you know, builds trust in their brand. And they just use our services to provide those designs and plans. And then we even take it a step further and secure the engineering for that project for our contractor clients. So they're not worried about submitting stuff to an engineer, calling the engineer, hey, where's the engineering plans? Can I get those back? I want to pull permits. You know, there's a lot of time wasted right there with the back and forth between the designer and then the engineer. And then maybe the engineer needs to see a change. And then you have to go back to the drawing board with the designer. And there's just a lot of back and forth that a pool company would have to do on their own that we take care of all in-house for them. 
224. The other part of RayPak is that, you know, they created what's called the ribbon burner. And the ribbon burner is something that's on our digital heater or atmospheric. A lot of people know it as an RP2100, and they call the new heater the RP2200. Ream actually purchased us in the mid-80s. So Ream uh, was trying to develop their own burner. And they noticed that Raypack had this special ribbon burner that no one else had. And it's actually kind of sloped down. So it creates an even burn all the way across the burners. And the flame doesn't actually touch the burner itself. It has about a one-inch liftoff. You know, and then you have your flame, typically a four-inch flame. So Ream is like, go get us that burner. And they said, well, they're not going to sell us the burner. we got to buy the company. And so Ream bought the company. 225. From 2016, 2019. All I wanted to do was just grow the route. My goal was 300 pools, uh, I think, before I turned 27. We never hit that goal because when I got to like 200 pools, I was in charge of the office. I was doing the repairs. I was managing the techs. I, I, <laughs> I, was, just, I was trying to be Superman. I was like, you know what? There's no point in getting to 300 if I'm not going to be taking care of my guys, if I'm not going to be taking care of my customers, if I'm not going to be doing stuff right. So took a step back and was just like, let's do this right. Like let's, let's price people, right? Let's, let's charge the correct amount and try to get more infrastructure in the business so that, you know, we can continue to grow. See out there, pool chasers.